Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Welcome, House family and friends. We are so glad that you are with us this Sunday morning. Come on, we're fixing to have church. Go ahead and sit up. Come on, get your, get your shoulders kind of going a little bit. Get your notes out because we, I believe that even in this season, God is up to something. God is doing something. I am convinced that the enemy, come on, is not going to win. And God has given us this season, this time, so that we can kind of recalibrate a little bit. Listen, we all got addicted to busyness. We all got addicted to running up and down the roads and, and doing all of the events for our kids and going to all the social events and moving and traveling and doing all those things. But I believe that this is a time and a season that God has allowed us, listen, to prepare in this season for the next Countless times the enemies tried to overcome God's plan, but God's plan, listen, will not be overcome. For us, I think that we could come out of this season stronger. I know the quarantine has been difficult. I know social distancing has been hard for many. But I believe, come on, we can come out stronger. Does anybody want to come out stronger? I was called my friend the other day, and uh, I, I was talking to him, and he was running, and he said, "Hey, listen, I got to run because I can't get the quarantine 15." And so I, I believe, listen, that if we're not careful, we will just go through this season. But we really won't come out stronger. And I am so excited about our next series because our next series over the next couple of weeks is going to talk about key people in the Bible who went through adversity, overcame, and at the end, listen to this, came through and came out stronger. And I don't know about you, but I want to come out stronger. And, and, and I think the premise of coming out stronger is realizing that we need the active presence of God in our life in order to, come on, overcome. Overcome that right now God is active and God is working. And some people are going to uh, enter into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And, and here's the sad part is some people will miss it altogether. Some people will, will just kind of get through it and, and recognize how hard it is, but it will never shift their heart to meet the Father, to ha connect with God. And, and, and what has happened is uh, they, they changed their pace and did the same race and never really said, okay, is this an opportunity for me to shore up and fix some things in my life, spend some intentional time with my family, spend intentional time in my marriage to, to really begin to read that book, read the Bible, begin to pray, begin to develop this slow down a little bit so not pick up another project. Come on. Even the other day, I think what struck me as I was already in this thought is I was listening to uh, a statement from the, new, from the governor of New York. And he was talking about the pandemic in New York. And man, they've been hit so hard. But what struck me is he was talking about why they are starting to have success. It is because of the frontline workers. It's because of the doctors. It's because of the government. It's because of 
a lot of things, but he said it's not because of God. And when I saw that, come on, did anybody see that? I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, and I knew, listen, I knew what he was thinking. He did not want to diminish any of those people who had labored hard and long and been on the front line. And I, I do. I think that the Bible tells us to give honor where honor is due. But come on, listen, listen. I would hate for us to move through this season and try to get through it without realizing that God is present. Come on, somebody. Here is what Job says. Listen to this. Job chapter 12, verse 10 says this. In the hands is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. In his hands. In his hands. Whose hands? God's. God is at work. Come on, listen. Even when we don't see him, even when we don't feel him, look at this next verse. Job chapter 38, verse 36. They're going to put it on the screen. Listen to this. Who has put wisdom in the inward parts and given understanding to the mind. Come on, listen, I need to tell every politician. I need to tell every doctor. I appreciate how long you have gone to medical school. But let me tell you something. I believe God is giving wisdom on how to navigate this situation. Something that we've never seen before. And I believe that God is going to raise up Daniels. God is going to raise up men and women of God. Esthers, people that are going to come in and give Give an illuminate information directly, come on, by the Spirit and the presence of God. Listen, can I tell you, that? as far as the Sexton family, as far as the House family, we don't want to go through this without the presence of God. We don't want to try to navigate this on our own. And so here is my assignment today. My assignment today is winning when it doesn't make sense. We are in a, a season where, come on, listen, there are a lot of things that don't make sense. And I want to talk about that because I think in this season, everybody's asking why. W what's going on? Where is God? And I, I want to spend a little bit of time giving us some doctrinal thoughts on how we navigate a season of life when it doesn't make sense. When calamity and adversity affect us, sometimes there isn't a simple answer. Now, listen to this. Like many of you, I find myself asking whys. And if we're not careful, the whys of life can be completely consuming. They just starts another thought and another thought and another thought. Some questions have so much complexity that even if God informed us on what he was doing, we wouldn't be able to understand it. Listen to this. Sure, we want to study and we want to learn and we want to be informed and we want to have moments of self-reflection. But the truth is, um, asking why sometimes gets a little, uh, it feels endless. You know, I have, uh, my youngest son loves to ask questions. And can I tell you something? He, he doesn't love me because I answer his questions. His questions never stop. Well, dad, why is this? 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 And I'm like, don't we have the internet? <laughs> like, can you, can you go ask Google? Theory. <laughs> I mean, can, listen, we all have questions, and when adversity hits, there, it even unlocks this desire for more clarity. And listen, listen, 
I believe that God speaks to us and I believe that we can open his word and I believe that God can illuminate to us some understanding. But in all of that, um, those moments um, when we want to ask why, sometimes those whys lead us to moments of great self-reflection in our marriage, in our finances, in our parent. But I think the why question is very, very important when it is something directly that has come from you. Like if I'm in a social circle, if I'm in a conversation, if something has come from me and I don't get the response, come on, listen, that I want, I can ask why and I can pivot, I can learn and I can grow. Come on, listen, because I believe it's teachable people who will move forward to better understanding. However, we don't surrender to God, listen, because he answers all of our questions. We surrender to God because he's God and we're not. <laughs> listen, listen. And I know you may be watching here online and you, Pastor, I, I get that. But let me just I, stop just right now because I'm going to tell you, I can't believe in anybody I can't understand. Okay, well, I get that. But that is somewhat of a conundrum. Let, let me explain it to you like this. Um, I have been married to my wife for 17 years. Before we got married, we dated for three. In those three years, here is what I learned of Katie, my future wife-to-be. Come on, somebody. I learned of her heart's desire. I learned of her nature. I, I learned of her characteristics. I saw her beauty and there was enough. Come on. And we spent time. Come on. You remember when it was like when you were dating? Come on. Time totally disappeared. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Listen, and we didn't have no video. Look, we were old school. We fell in love old school. You know what I'm saying? When you breathed on a phone. Ah. <sighs> How you doing? Listen, there was no face to face. Here's what I'm saying is, is now that we've been married 17 years, I know my wife a whole lot differently than I did when we were dating. Come on, listen, love languages, personality tests, Enneagram. Where was the Enneagram when I was dating? Listen, you know, I, I'm an eight and she's a nine and, and she, she likes to sleep and I, I like to plow. You know what I'm saying? Listen, listen. I've learned a lot about her. And if you're not careful, this is my point. If you have to know everything about God in order to believe in God, then you really don't, come on, listen, believe in God. Because there's a little bit of unpacking his nature once you're committed, stop, into relationship and it will unfold and understanding will come as you're able, listen, to carry it. To understand it. We all have unknowns. Right now, there are so many unknowns. What does the future hold? Um, will I be able to start college this spring? Uh, will my business bounce back? Don't miss next week. We're talking about bouncing back. Don't miss next week. Go and put it on your Google. Listen, at this time, why are our political leaders like all on the same page? Is this the work of, is this virus the work of corrupt people, the enemy, or God's judgment? 
Will people, listen, this is a question I have. Will people walk around with masks on for the rest of their life? Come on, like everybody sounded like Darth Vader. <laughs> I mean, like, like, is that the new thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do we, do, do we need to like, when people, guests come to the church, we need to give like a little house mask logo. <laughs> like, hey, how you doing? Like, is that the new thing? Listen, there will always be more questions in life. And there will always be a desire, listen, for more clarity. In fact, today, I want to talk to you about a man from the Old Testament. His name is Job, and he was righteous, and he was blameless, and and he went through some incredibly hard adversity. Listen to this. That was Corona times 50. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Like, it was hard, hard. As we open up the book of Job, and we use his story to kind of learn from today, he was thriving economically. He was thriving relationally. In, in other words, he, he, he had his family, his friends, and his funds, and everything was good. But out of nowhere, listen, the enemy began to attack Job. The Bible records that in Job chapter 1, Satan the accuser, listen to that, Satan the accuser came into the court of the Lord and began to accuse Job. Here's what he said, Job only follows you and submits to you and obeys you because you have blessed him and your hand is on him and you protect him. But if you were to remove your hand from him, he would curse you. Well, what? what? And so here's what God said. You do as you have said, but you cannot take his life. Job lost his livelihood. Listen to this. His family, his staff, and even his own physical body was hit with diseases. In fact, in the middle of Job, it tells us that Job's friends began to come to him. And when they saw him from afar off, they all made an appointment to come meet with Job. And they could not recognize him. And when they saw him from a far distance, they fell down and they grieved. Listen. Come on, I've had some bad, bad hair days. Come on, somebody. Like, I've had some bad days. But when I walk in, I've never had anybody hit the ground and go, dear God, why? Come on. That, that's a bad look. Today, I want you to know that Job was in a season where he was doing things right. That on paper, he looked like a good man. And many people would ask, why him? Why now? Why so many losses? How do we win when it doesn't make sense? How do we win when life doesn't make sense? And I want to give you two keys of winning when life doesn't make sense. The first is this, is that you've got to fight. Oh, you're right. No, you, listen, you've got to fight to keep your faith you got to fight to keep your faith. In this moment, listen, it didn't make sense. This was a really bad day. It was a really hard day. And you may be sitting on your couch and you can relate. Your plans have changed. 
You've lost people that you love. Your finances have taken a hit. And your friends at this point in your life, come on, aren't really that helpful. And, you, and you're like, this doesn't even make sense. Two months ago, I was loving my life. And now I can't stand, I can't stand my life. But I think we could take solace in Job's approach as he begins to navigate when things don't make sense. Job chapter 1 verse 20. Look at this. Job chapter 1 verse 20. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell on the ground, and what? Come on, what does it say on your screen? Listen to this. Leave that up there. He, he worshiped. He worshiped. I'm not saying that he didn't have a moment. I'm not saying that he didn't deep cry. I remember two years ago when my, when my family got in a wreck. Listen, and when I finally got home from the hospital, I had deep, hurting moments. And nobody may know the anxiety that's going off in you. Nobody may know some of the depressive thoughts that you've been having. Nobody may know the financial condition that you're really in. But here is what I want to tell you. You can whine or you can worship. You, you, you can turn it all inward or you can throw it upward. Come on, help me. Listen, you, you can put all of it on me and begin to go, nobody loves me. God doesn't accept me. I am now all alone. Or you can go, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to give you all of this pain, all of this hurt, all of this frustration, all of this control issues that I'm going through. I'm going to give it all and I offer it to you broken and contrite, but I'm giving you some worship. Come on, somebody right there in your home. Come on, give God like three seconds of worship. Come on. In Job chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, he says this. Listen, listen, if that, that isn't bad, he's lost everything. And Job's own wife comes to him and says, Then Job's wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive, listen, good from God? And shall we not receive evil? In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. Come on, listen, right here, right here. God, he did not sin, listen, with his lips. And here's the thing that I think that we are finding out in this season when it doesn't make sense. Close people that love you deeply can say the wrong thing. Stop. You better listen. Listen. Come on. Listen. Listen. I'm not trying to bring division, but I am trying to say, listen, there are people that are close to you that may be giving you the wrong counsel, and you need to take that, and instead of cursing God and dying, instead of saying, oh, I quit with church, instead of saying, well, you know what? I'm done. Instead of saying all that, you may need to come in, and you need to may hold the line because it may help everybody. Come on. Listen. It may help everybody. See, what we know from the end of the book is that because of Job's responses, listen to this, listen to this. Because he prayed for his friends, because he humbled himself, God began to challenge Job 
on the vastness and the complexity of what God was in charge of. And it says that God began to bless, listen, God began to bless Job. See, here's the deal. I believe that you can come out stronger on the other side. But you're going to have to stay grounded. You, like, like, like Job's wife said, you're going to have to keep your integrity, your faith. Come on. You're going to have to fight some moments. You're going to have to fight to keep your faith. Here's a couple questions that I have for you as we're trying to navigate when life doesn't make sense. Here are a couple questions. What does God owe you? What does God owe you? Here's the next question is, what does God need to answer for? What does God need to answer for? Here's the, the last question that I think when I walk through a season when it doesn't make sense is who is right and intelligent enough to hold God accountable? Who is right and intelligent enough, listen, to hold God accountable? Trials aren't easy and they're not fun. They aren't. Now, people aren't asking for trials for birthday and Christmas. Come on, somebody like, uh, what do you want for Christmas? I want a trial. I just want to perfect my faith. I just want to be so much stronger. Like, listen, if you've ever prayed for patience, you don't pray that prayer after a while. Come on, does that make sense? Listen, trials aren't fun. They're not easy. When people post their trials on social media, come on, it's complicated. Like people have a rant or they post a trial on, uh, uh, on social media. It, it's complicated. It's like, do I respond? Uh, do I agree? Do I have enough context to really uh, add my thoughts? Do I like it or do I do a sad emoji? I am so, I don't know what to do. Listen, listen, for all of us, when difficulty comes, what we believe is going to be challenged. That challenge can produce, listen, a strong life or it can destroy life. Fighting to keep your faith doesn't always eliminate, listen, the pain, the problem, or the purpose for the trial. God hasn't left you God is not your enemy and God hasn't changed. That is what we have to remember. And we have to fight to remember that because the enemy will always come in and start the whispering in your mind that God is not for you and he is your enemy and he's distant and he's not. He, he, God is social distancing, spiritual distancing. No, no, he's not. He's present. And the Bible says he's ever present in the time of our help. Like when we need him, He's there. The Bible says that when we are weak, he is strong. Come on, help me. And I love this. Job 42.2 says this. I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours, look at this. No purpose of yours can be destroyed. No purpose of yours can be overcome. No purpose of yours 
This didn't surprise God. This moment did not surprise God. And, and this leads me into the second key when winning doesn't make sense. The second key when winning doesn't make sense is we've got to keep communicating with God. We've got to keep communicating with God. Listen, there are three things that are a must when we are going through times that don't make sense. We've got to praise, we've got to pray, and we've got to prevail. Listen, come on, help me. You, we, we've got to praise. Joseph fell, I mean, uh, Job fell down and he, what? Worshipped. Worshipped. When life doesn't make sense, start your praise. What's the song? Come on. All you may be able to do is walk around your block and sing the song, I exalt thee. I exalt. That, that may be the only thing that you can do. Because your thoughts are pacing. Your bank account, come on, is dwindling. Your friends and family are distant. When things don't make sense, you pray. Come on. There are too many believers that have been in church for a long time. Come on, listen. Praying baby prayers. And Lord bless mother and bless father and bless everyone in the world. And Jesus, come on, start communicating. Job communicated. If you read the book of Job, all of his friends were trying to discover how Job had sinned. Finally, when Job was done with all three of their opinions, a fourth guy came up and offered another opinion. Finally, Job said, I am going to God and I am going to begin to give God all of my thoughts. And listen, God is strong enough to take care of what's going on inside of you. Come to Him. Cast all your cares on Him. God is not fragile. God is not insecure. God is not up there going, are, are they happy with me? Are they happy with me? Do, you, do they think that I'm doing a good job? Oh, what do you guys think, Samson? What do you think? Ah, ah. Come on. Listen, there came a time when Job needed a moment with the Lord. And after a season of frustration, confusion, and conversation, he prevailed. He prevailed. The anxieties, confusion, frustration, all of that stuff is not to move you out of the presence of God. It's to move you into the presence of God. Come on. I know you might not seem that ever, you may not feel or seem, it may not seem that anything is happening when you pray, but heaven is listening. God is hearing you. I know with all that's going on, singing about God's goodness may not even feel like, that, like that's the right decision. That's the right play. But I'm telling you, if you want to win in a season of your life when it doesn't make sense, you will pray, you will praise, come on, and then you will prevail. 
Job had a strong life because he built his life, come on, listen, on something that was firm, solid, and unbreakable. Even Jesus told us in the New Testament, look at this verse, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 29. Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and does them will liken to him a wise man who has built his house on the rock and when the rains came and the floods came and the winds came and blew on that house, it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. Come on, is anybody going to build something on the rock? Is anybody, come on, you can't build it on the economy, sir. You can't build it on, on family. You can't build it on busyness. You can't build it on baseball. Someone better preach. You can't build it on soccer. You can't build it on, you, you, you can't build it on creativity. You got to build it on the solid rock. I wish I could just see y'all. I would hug y'all. We would be shouting in this room. Come on. Job's, Job's storm was devastating, but he won. Come on, at the end. We can win as we get through this, as we overcome. Listen, I remember when I was younger and trying to navigate this story and there were so many things that didn't make sense about Job's life and what God was trying to teach us. But now I understand that the story really isn't about Job. It's about God. And the story is that it doesn't matter. Listen, what the enemy takes... God can restore it. Listen, it doesn't matter what the enemy accuses you with. It doesn't matter what the enemy's plan is. The enemy's attack, come on, listen, doesn't stop God's plan. I wish I could preach here for a second. No matter what's going on in your life, redemption, life can happen. See, here's the thing. Job is a picture of a righteous man who was punished by no wrong of his own. He is a type and shadow of Jesus. Jesus didn't sin against God, yet he suffered. Even in Revelations, when we read about all that the enemy is going to try to do, at the end, we win. We win. Yes, as we navigate this flesh and this body and this earth, there are going to be tears, there are going to be death, there's going to be hardship, there's going to be suffering. But church, I came to tell you today that you can win even when it doesn't make sense. I've had a lot of things in my own personal life that didn't make sense. Every time I had a choice, would I fight for my faith and would I keep communicating with God or would I get offended, discouraged, rejected, start doubting and back away, come on, from the only one who can really make me stronger? It's in times of uncertainty that we are hoping for some, si some type of guarantee. And can I tell you that there aren't a lot of guarantees that our government can offer us. There's not a lot of guarantees that our employer can offer us. There's not even a lot of guarantees, come on, as a parent and, and, and as a family that we can offer each other. But today I want you to know that there are still a few guarantees 
There are a few guarantees that you can bank on no matter what's happening in our economy, what's happening with diseases, what's happening with, our, 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 um, with America, what's happening with the world. And here are some guarantees that you can bank on. The first is the Father loves you. It's a guarantee. He loves you because he said he did. Listen, for I so love the world, come on somebody, that I gave God loves you. He cares. And the second guarantee is salvation is free. In other words, he has come up with a plan to redeem and to save you. The third guarantee is this. That heaven waits the redeemed. In other words, you get to choose where you spend eternity. These are guarantees. And maybe you're here today and you just stopped by and, and, and you, 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 you looked at the feed and thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop for a second. Maybe a friend texted you the link and, and you decided to watch. Maybe um, your family said, my pastor's preaching and if you want lunch, you're going to sit down and watch this. Uh, I hope lunch is good. Come on. We love lunch. I believe that you could start right now. Start here. In this moment. What if this quarantine began to change everything internal in your life, your spiritual direction and your future? See, I believe that God does that kind of stuff. And when it's hope, when, when, there, when, when there seems to be no hope, when it seems to be at its darkest, that's when God begins to rise and people get stronger and overcoming happens. Listen, you could win right here. Right now, I think your first winning step would be deciding where you want to spend the eternity. And if you want to start now, start here. Just for 30 seconds, let, let's cut the distractions. I'm talking to you. If you're ready to take that next step, if you're ready to say, okay, I, I, I'm done, I need to win, and I want to come through this stronger, then I believe that that is directly proportionate to our relationship with the Lord. And I'm asking you, would you pray this prayer with me out loud, right where you're at? See, I believe your home can be a sanctuary and you can get the attention of heaven. Would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I give up my doubt and confusion. Come on, say this with me. Today, I want to build a life that can weather any storm. Jesus, you said, if I come to you, you would accept me just as I am. Today, I confess my need for you because I can't be strong enough on my own. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, listen, all of heaven is rejoicing. And here is what I'm going to ask you to do. Get out your phone right now and text 94,000. Text 94,000. And in the actual text, I want you to text start here. Start here. Get out your phone and text 94,000. And then in the actual text message, text start here and we want to follow up with you because here's the deal we're going to have people win even when it doesn't make sense we love you and we'll see you next week later bye thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear how this message impacted you feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website we hope you have a great week